0: Welcome, executives, to the Sports Film Pitch, part of the Sports History Network, where we bring you Hollywood's next sports movie. We're going to tell you all about a true sports story, cast the movie for you, and pitch it to you, and you tell us, should we make this into a movie? This week, we got one of the greatest fighters of all time, and we're doing it early in his fighting career, so maybe... We can have a sequel. Now let's get into the end. From a country where everyone thinks they're always after me lucky charms, one man will fight to prove he's more than a leprechaun. He is one of the greatest fighters to ever enter the octagon. We're you The Irishman, The Mighty Mac, Connor McGregor, Starry, Tanner Edgerton, Sophie Turner, and Aaron Taylor Johnson. Don't miss this week's pitch. So Mighty Mac, The Connor kind of McGregor has started. Who are your cast for this iconic role? He's known for his accent, his rashness, his in-your-face-ness. Who can really pull that off? And there's one actor that just really stood out. They have a lot of facial features that really connect. And seeing him in his most recent project really kind of connected them for me. And that actor is Taryn Edgerton. Uh, now, you might know him from the King's Men's movies, the first two. He is Exy, the main character in those movies. That's really where I, I pull a lot from his, his brashness, his cockiness. He's got a lot of that in those movies that really fit this as well. And then also looking into his most recent project, which was Blackbird, a TV show on Apple Plus, where he plays a con man, was really buff and really, really into fitness. And that really kind of cemented like, Oh, he has the look of Conor McGregor right now because of how buff he is and everything like that. Cause it's not something you can just easily pull off. A lot of people can go from not being buff to buff. Yeah, you can do that, but it's just kind of good too. And he fights in that, that show in prison and stuff like that. So he's got some um, fighting shops in there and there's also fight scenes, the Kingsman movies as well. So, that kind of marries each other as well. And he, he's got a good accent. It is a British accent, so it's not Irish, but it I could really see him going over and fitting that into what he needs to Because he was also in the movie Eddie the Eagle, another sports movie, so he's got the sports chops as well. And he knows how to kind of manipulate his voice a little bit to match who he's going to be portraying. Because he's also played... Elton John and he manipulated his voice a little bit to play that character as well. Next we have John Kavanagh that John is Connor's like best friend trainer growing up through the ranks. Been with him for a long long time and they're real close and we need, we need a guy another guy that can kind of fit that be a teammate be stubborn do everything To be by his side, but not just be a yes man. And a guy I think that really fits the look and the style of John is Aaron Taylor Johnson. Now, you probably know Aaron from a lot of different things. He has a huge credit list on IMBD for a guy that's so young. Most recently, he was in the Bullet Train movie with Brad Pitt, and he was in the movie The King's Man, the most recent Kingsman movie that Danner wasn't in, but he was in, so there's a good connection there. They were both in that as well. He's been in movie Tenet, Godzilla, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. He is in the MCU very little, mainly for the Age of Ultron, Avengers movies. He plays Quicksilver in those movies. He is also in the Kick Ass movies as well. So he's got a lot of chops in the action genre. And in the Kick Ass movies, I think that really kind of fits what would fit in here because he does a lot of hand to hand combat. And that's going to be what he's doing a lot with Connor and training him and just being that guy that's supporting him and raising him through the ranks. And finally, we're going to cast Connor's. Longtime girlfriend, D, She's been with him basically through his whole journey from becoming nothing to becoming the world's greatest champion in the UFC. So who we need to catch here is someone that's very supportive and can go from being that, that supportive person that's right beside him to being that kick in the gut that he needs to keep on going. Another character I think that would fit this really good is Sophie Turner, another British actress who can kind of turn on the Irish accent pretty well. She's been in a lot of different things. She was in most recently in the Staircase miniseries on HBO Max, where she played an English speaker and had no issues with that at all. So she can manipulate her voice. So that's really good to see. And she's also been in the X-Men, Dark Phoenix, First Class, Apocalypse. She's been in all those movies as well. So she's been in the superhero genre showing she can do a lot of action. She's probably most well-known for her role on Game of Thrones as well. So kind of showing she can be that support or... Backstabbing or whatever she needs to do, what she needs to do to get the job done. And so I think she would be a great addition to the cast and really push this movie forward to be a great sports movie. Now let's get into the pitch. So, Mighty Mac, the Conor McGregor story. Now, a lot of you might be thinking he's still fighting, he's still doing a lot of different things. How would you do a movie so soon after all this stuff? One thing I think that could happen because of this and could be even a groundbreaking thing is we could do a sequel. One thing that doesn't happen very much is based on a true story sequels. It's usually a one-off movie and you don't have a lot of options to do more. In this case, I think you do have that option. Now, we don't know what he's going to do now and what's going to happen everywhere this story is only going to go to 2017 before the floyd mayweather fight so there's going to be a lot of time after that that we could conceivably take this and make it a sequel and that's what i think is very interesting and why i'm kind of pushing for this because his story up until that point is a very unique and very uplifting story that racks the Risha's story. So that's what we're going to do for this. So Connor is born in 1888 in Dublin, Ireland. To Margaret and Tony McGregor. I am so sorry. I'm going to slip into that accent all the time. Hopefully it's not too bad for you. He was just a normal Irish kid. Kind of growing up in a working class family and not really having a whole lot that he could climb onto. Like... He tried to play soccer, and then that's what everyone there wants to do. They want to become that great soccer star. He tried, but he just couldn't do it. The only thing he seemed to be good at was fighting. And fighting in Ireland is just kind of a way of life. It's normal for boys, especially, to get in fights on the playground, and as they grow up, just to be in boxing scuffles. So right around the time that he's about 17, he becomes a pipe apprentice. He's working his way up through a trade which is a very noble thing. And his parents are really excited for that because they know that he'll be set for life. It's a trade that makes good money and he can do this all the time and have this skill. But he hates this. Hates, hates, hates it. And he starts to see these cage matches getting very popular. And he's like, that's what I want to do. I love to go to the boxing gym and just box and... Boxing is a little bit more boring, but this stuff, this excites me. I can really do this. And so he joins this gym and he just starts to love this. This is what he loves. And this is around the time now he meets Dee and she wants him to be happy. Like they're happy together. And she just wants, she sees how going to this dead end job day after day of being a pipe apprentice is just, killing his vibe his presence and and she wants him to be happy and so she really encourages him to go after his dream and his dream is to be make it to the UFC and be a world champion UFC fighter and he talks to his gym and they're like we'll train you you have a lot of intensity and a lot of skill we can train you to be a great fighter and that's where he meets John Kavanaugh, and he's actually another fighter that he's grappling with now, John doesn't have as much skill, but he's a technical wizard in the sport. And so he's really talking to him about how to do each step and each step. And while he does this, Connor makes a, a risky decision. He decides to quit his apprenticeship as a pipe later He tells his parents this, that he wants to be able to stay at home and focus on training to become a world champion. Now, obviously, your parents aren't going to be super excited. You want to do a sport that literally is you could possibly be beat up, knocked unconscious, even worse. It's a scary thing. And they want him to have this steady job because even if you go into fighting, you can only do that for a certain time. And that's kind of his thinking. Yeah, I can only do this for a certain time. I can go back to pipe later if I need to. But his dad is kind of really focused on letting him continue his pipe job. And he even offers him $10,000 to keep working as a pipe apprentice. But he says, no, I have this dream and I'm going to go for it. So he goes into intense training with John Cavanaugh and he's teaching him all the in and outs of MMA besides the boxing that Conor had kind of gotten into, teaching him the grappling and the wrestling and the other things that can kind of come up in an MMA fight. And we come to Conor's first professional fight. Takes place in a tiny basketball gym in Dublin. He is the undercard, and he's an unknown facing an unknown. And the fight's about to start. It's getting closer, and Connor's not there. John Cavanaugh, his coach, is calling him. Where are you at? Where are you at? Where are you at? His phone just goes straight to voicemail. It's off. Nothing. And then just 20 minutes till the fight. John is thinking he's just going to throw in the towel, forfeit, because he's not there. Just about as he's about to go forfeit, Connor busts through the doors, jumping around, going crazy, being all excited, all hyped, like we know he is, but even on an almost new level, going crazy, and he just like jumps in the gym, and boom, goes into the fight, like just shows up and gets into the ring, and he beats this guy down. No issues, crazy, celebrating the whole time, jumping up and down, screaming, yelling, everything, just being overall excited crazy like we know connor to be you you take that and times it by five he is going crazy so the next day we have john bring him into his office at the gym and they say we're not going to train you we're not going to put you into another fight if you act like that you need to come on time for the fight not just show up right in time and you need to be respectful of the fight don't go super crazy Like you did in that fight. And he understands. So he's like, I can tone it down and I can be there on time. And so we go to his next fight. And they they get tickets. They get comp tickets for these fights. And Connor actually steals John Cavanaugh's tickets and sells them. Try to make some extra money. He's doing this. He doesn't have money to do this. He quit his job. Everything he has is this. And so he needs a little bit extra money. And so he's doing little petty things like this to kind of get by. John, John knows this John knows this happens and so he he tells him I'm done I'm not coaching anymore we're done and strangely enough the person to get them back together is actually Connor's mom gets them back together but we're gonna have Dee actually get them back together she's got an important role in this movie and so we're gonna be the, the voice of reason for Connor basically is who she is so D gets them together he's like Connor made a mistake. He is—he's stressed about money. He's stressed about everything going on, about wanting to become this great champion and how to do so. You guys, please just forget about this one moment. It will never happen again. You guys are best friends. You need to stick together. Together, you guys can go to the top. And they bury the hatchet. And this is where we show just a montage of him going through a lot of his early. Irish fights where he's just mowing down people within a couple minutes, knocking them out. And then we show him getting to the cage warrior championship. This is kind of a Irish martial arts, basically the biggest fighting organized fighting MMA thing for all of Ireland. And he goes into this, this is where he can really kind of make a name for himself. And he goes into this and has no issues just walks his way to the championship and comes out after the fight and he's mad you think you just kind of proved yourself the best fighter in Ireland but the reason he's mad is because he hasn't reached his goal yet he hasn't got contacted from UFC yet he's doing everything right now what's he do now he's reached this point where else is there to go but UFC before he can even stop we show now, really it really wasn't Dana White, but we'll show Dana White coming in and um, talking to him after this fight and saying, Hey, we want to sign you to the UFC. you got more than what it takes to be a fighter on the UFC. So we come to April 2013, heading to his first fight in Stockholm, Sweden. Not only is this a big fight for him, you know, for his goal of reaching, being the best fighter in the world, he also has no money. We show him cashing his last unemployment check just to get to Stockholm to have a little bit of money to eat. But he's got this big fight. And if he wins, he gets $16,000 for this fight. If he gets the knockout of the night, he gets another $60,000. He can make more than most people make in a year in this one night. Changing his life overnight from being this guy that just lives on everyone's couches to being a guy that can help support a family, pay back some of the stuff that he stole or borrowed or was given to all those people that helped him out. And he goes in there and knocks out Marcus Burmage with punches in just one minute. And he is on top of the world, being that guy we know jumping around, screaming, yelling, Like he hit the game-winning shot and didn't even look at it. And he gets knockout of the night. So now he's on top of the world. He's got money. He can go eat. (laughs) As crazy as it sounds, that's what he can do. And this is when he starts to train even harder. Get that goal of where he wants to go. After this fight, we show him just kind of knocking through everybody. Go through his next few fights, and he just goes through those with ease. And then we come to 2000. In 15. He's ready to fight Jose Aldo. His previous fight has left him with an injured knee, but he doesn't care because this fight is for a championship belt, to be the featherweight champion. He's getting all ready for it. Just a few months before the fight, Jose pulls out due to a torn muscle he had in training. But Dana White shows up and says, because it's an injury, we can give you another fight against chad menendez and if you win this fight you'll be the interim featherweight champion until jose can come back and you can fight him the next time so goes and he wins against chad menendez no problem knocks him out has the performance of the night at ufc 189 and he's yelling i'm ready for you jose after the fight i'm ready for you so they schedule the fight for him to win not just in term have the championship belt, but firmly have the championship belt against Jose Aldo. UFC 194 December 2015. Facing Jose Aldo. A guy that's undefeated, has held the belt for years. Show him walking into the ring facing off against each other. And at the 13 second march, he lands a punch on Jose's face that knocks. Jose down. T-K-O out. And he is the undisputed featherweight champion. Has the belt. But this isn't enough for him. Plenty of people have the belt. He wants to be known for being the best. Doing something no one has ever done. And what is that one thing he wants to do? Be the first UFC fighter to hold two championships in different weight classes. So he moves up to the welterweight to fake Nate Diaz. Another Competitor that has held his title for a long time. He's coming in cocky, he's coming in hot. This is only uh, three months after winning the belt from Jose. Moving up weight classes, going against a guy that's a wrestler that he usually struggles against because he's more of a puncher. And he is struggling during this fight. The first time in UFC that he has struggled, the first time in years that he's had any issue with a fight. He gets taken down by submission, a rear naked choke, and he loses for the first time in the UFC. And this is where we come to, like, him facing a decision: Do I go back down to featherweight? Do I do Walterweight? What do I do? When Dee and John are there, kind of supporting him in his decision to move up and get both of these, he's like, "You're not done yet. You're not. Continue. Go. Don't give up." And so he goes into training even harder, focusing on going against wrestling, focusing on everything he needs. And they actually give him the fight again in August of that year against Nate Diaz. This is going to be the final fight of the movie. And it's one of the longer fights of his career. It goes five minutes long, goes into the fifth round. Because this is one of the few fights that he has that goes by decision. Nate is a great fighter, doesn't lose And is a guy that's known more as a wrestler, so they're harder to TKO. So the fight goes back and forth, back and forth. Nate's winning the first round, just demolishing him on the ground. And then Connor comes back the second round, just kind of take him out. Punch after punch after punch. They're going back and forth, back and forth. The fifth round, Connor lays everything on the line, has nothing left at the end. And he wins the welterweight title coming the first fighter ever to hold two weight class championships redeeming himself coming back from his first loss and doing something no one has ever done he is the world's best fighter at this point no one else has ever done what he's done we're actually going to end the movie where he has his first child is born d d was pregnant and she has her first child and just showing him and proud as a dad. And just showing that life is not just all fighting. There's so much more as well. And there's so much more to come in his life that it's not over now. It's just begun. The epilogues, the words at the end of the movie is you're going to say he was the first fighter to ever win two championships in different weight classes. And he's continue to fight. Taking on new challenges That no one ever thought was possible. And we'll end it with, and he's not done because there might be a sequel. And that is our pitch. Thank you, executives, for listening to this week's pitch. If you liked it, tell a friend so we can bring you more great pitches for the next sports. Movie. If you like that, you can get connected with us at sportsfilmpitch.com, all our socials, all our episodes, and you can leave us voicemails and emails there to be part of the community because we want to give updates. We want you to give us ideas for a future pitch and tell us what you think about this pitch. We want to be a community here at the Sports Film Pitch. You can also contact us on all our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email us at sportsfilmpitch at gmail.com. We just want to hear from you. We want to know what you think, and we want to know what might make a good sports film pitch. Thank you for listening, and we'll bring you another sports film pitch soon. Thank you, executives.